What is the primary goal of marriage? As husbands and wives, we all have a calling and an important role to provide the world with a picture, a beautiful picture between Christ, Yeshua, the Messiah and his bride, the body of Christ. This role really, when we become married, this needs to become the foundation of our marriage and a place where something where everything else should flow from. You see, there are many things that marriage should be, many, many good goals to have, many, maybe something, a marriage of the lasting, a marriage that where people show kindness and it's full of joy and happiness, all things that are very good and is very important for each marriage. But there is something greater that needs to be up there because you can have a marriage that is full of joy and happiness and lasting where you're married for from the day you get married to to the end. But is it going to be meaningful? Is that marriage going to carry good fruit? Those are some of the questions that we need to ask, because it's not just about having a happy family and American dream marriage. It's about, is it glorifying God's kingdom and his kingdom can be built in many ways there. We all have individual callings and different callings as couples on how what that looks like. But the big question just is, is is God at the center of that marriage and is God God's um, um, calling being given top priority because it's not enough to just consider God or consider his callings or just to have him kind of here on the side as, oh, yes, here he is on the side. No, he needs to be given top priority in all our decisions, whether that is something like moving to a different place in the country or a different country altogether, whether it is um, how we, what we are to teach our kids, how to raise our children, whatever it is, God needs to be included. In Ephesians 5 verse 31, we read, For this cause a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This secret is great, but I speak concerning Messiah and the assembly. However, you too, everyone, let each one love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she fears her husband. So when Paul talks about the secret, that is great. He is really referring to the beautiful picture that the husband and wife had and the responsibility that the husband and wife has in portraying the complex relationship between Christ, Yeshua, the Messiah and the, the bride of Christ, if you will. And so, you know, and then he goes on, actually, and he talks about a way, a, a specific element in each and the man and the woman, something that they could do to for one of the things at least they can do to fulfill that picture. And for the, for example, for the husband, he says that the husband ought to love his wife. <clears throat> and we see really that this this is a picture of how Christ loved the bride so much that he gave his own life for her. He died on a cross, was beaten for her. He took her sins upon himself. He did all of these things as a demonstration of his love for her, for us, essentially. And in the same way, it is the responsibility of the husband to love his wife in that way. A love that is 
uncompromising, a love that isn't dependent on how, for example, she would even treat him because we God loves us even when we were still sinners. And so in that we need to love or as men, we need to love or wives so deeply and greatly that 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 would actually fulfill the picture that God has for his bride. And similarly, Paul says that wives are to fear their husbands. And as he even says here, making the correlation with the husband to love his wife, you know, even like to give himself up for her, like he draw the correlation between Yeshua and the bride, Yeshua and the church, the congregation. So he's drawing this, this correlation between Yeshua and the bride. And so in the same way, the wives fearing their husband, like we fear God in that we love so much, we would fear to dishonor in any way because our love is so great. And it's interesting that these two elements that Paul is really bringing up here are actually things, if you look at the traditional marriage, are things that, that the husband and wife actually struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, husbands, for example, yeah. are oftentimes struggling to love their wives in a way that the wife can actually see they're, they're easy to go mm-hmm. to the bar and hang out with some men friends while forsaking their family at home. They're easy to do all of these kind mm-hmm. of things that forsake their wife and they don't love their wives in the way that Christ loves the church and they don't make the sacrifices mm-hmm. for their family and wife that Christ did for his church. And likewise for the wives, Paul kind of pinpoints an area that sometimes we struggle with, you know, as women, we can find it easy to dishonor. Maybe we don't intend to, and a lot of times we don't, but if we speak to our girlfriends about something, about, you know, what he's doing that we don't like, or we dishonor because we're not showing that love to our husbands as we are called to and to honor him. And it's interesting because it's kind of similar how that is almost like how we are to speak to others about God. Mm-hmm. You know, we are to go to God calls us to go into the world, proclaim this gospel, which is this good news, which is in its essence telling the world about what he did for us. Right. Mm-hmm. So really, we are going to the world and we're talking well of our husband, God. Yeah. And, sp- and, sp- and in that we're spreading the gospel in the same way. That is what wives are mm-hmm. to do in a similar way of speaking good of their husband yes. and the things that he does. Yes, because like PD just said, it is that picture that Paul is drawing that relation to of Yeshua and the bride, you know, God and us. And so that when we go out and we speak of our husband, that we're not dishonoring him, that we're not bringing shame upon. If we need to work out something, we speak directly to each other. And we have that close relationship like, you know, God and us, we speak directly because we're supposed to have that intimate relationship with our father, with Yeshua. And in the same way, when we go out and we speak about Yeshua and we proclaim the gospel, are we... Um, you could say even um, maligning his name through our actions and through mm. our words. Are we disrespecting? Are we dishonoring him through how we are sharing or through what we are even saying? And are our lives dishonoring him? So when we kind of put that all together into one picture of our relationship with our husband, with our wife, and then our relationship with Yeshua, with our relationship with God, and how we are representing him and how we are honoring him and how we are loving him and showing this to others that we meet. Right. And so when we start looking at things like this, we we can start walking a road together where we actually are exalting his kingdom in that way. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, when we start walking this road, we need to, like I mentioned in the beginning of this video, 
we need to look at how we can glorify God in every decision and every way. Because the enemy is like a roaring lion, kind of a count, this counterfeit walking around trying to deceive us. And he's trying to make us forget about the bigger plane of eternity that we are on. He wants to try and make us forget and get us busy with the things of this life, even good things, you know, family and even busy with our wives, busy with our husbands and all these things. But if that's all good, but if that makes us forget about our actual personal relationship with Mm -hmm. God, then we won't be able to hear from God and be able to, especially as men, be able to lead our families Mm -hmm. and and so forth. So we need to really be mindful of that as well. It all goes back to, like PD said in the beginning, having God as the center and the focus and the foundation. Because when he is the foundation, our marriages will thrive and we'll have a closer relationship even with each other and with our friends, with our family. But he needs to be center. He needs to be focused. And really just about Mm -hmm. every single marriage issue Mm -hmm. comes down to this problem and this thing Mm of if both or either or any one of the parties, um, the husband or the wife, Mm -hmm. has a problem in their relationship with God. Mm. It is guaranteed to start bleeding into the marriage covenant itself, because how will you ever be able to accurately be a representational of Christ and the, the church or his his bride if you if you're not being empowered by God to live that out? It is impossible for me to love Christina as God loves us without the help of God. And it's impossible for Christina to honor and respect and love me in the way that we are to do to God mm-hmm. if her relationship with God mm-hmm. is in sound. So it is so important for us. And really, the 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 thing is, is when when our relationship with God is is not be giving getting the attention it requires, then. I will start, we will start bickering. Then we start fighting. Then things slowly start falling apart because now I don't have the love and now she mm-hmm. wants the love and now there's that whole disconnect or or she's talking behind my back to someone else. Whatever it is, it'll start creating friction. But if both people mm-hmm. have... Um, a relationship with God that is solid and continuously being worked on, mm-hmm. continuously giving, being giving time to, in addition to spending together time of God, then these issues won't be in it. It won't be existing. Um, just about every single time that I've personally talked to people about mm-hmm. marriage and counseled in that way, I it always, always, always comes down to this issue of, well, how does Christ treat his bride mm-hmm. and are you treating her in that way mm-hmm. or how are you supposed to how are, how is mm-hmm. the bride of Christ supposed to be towards Christ and are you treating him that way mm-hmm. and it's 100% of the time that's the problem because the answer is then no in this era or this era or this mm-hmm. era the answer is no if we simply model Christ and walk as he walked we won't have um, any issues right and a good place for that to begin is starting out with praying with each other every single day Because when you spend time with God alone, but you never come together, you remember when you're married, you became one. And to grow in relationship with each other, you need to grow in relationship with God. And the best way to do that is even coming together, praying with each other, doing Bible studies together, um, discussing scripture, discussing things of life, encouraging each other, building each other up, not tearing each other down. Because God has placed this person in your life, your husband or your wife, for a specific reason so that you can work together for his kingdom 
and you can only work together if you're working together. Right. <laughs> so you need to be on the same page. And the way you can do that is come together, encourage each other in the Lord, pray together, read scripture together, and stand together as one for his kingdom. Right. And when when you do that, God will show you guys what the calling is that he has played out mm-hmm. for your marriage, what you're supposed to fulfill, because mm-hmm. it's so important, as we said in the beginning of this video, to mm-hmm. fulfill that, which that calling, which God has placed in your marriage. It's not mm-hmm. just enough to have a marriage that is just lasting. It is important to have one that is meaningful mm-hmm. and fruitful for his kingdom. In that way, we will satisfy the calling and we will be able to stand before him one day, which we will all do. And we will be able to come before him in confidence mm-hmm. and not and not unsure. And so I want to just add that no matter where you are um, in your how long you've been married, whether it's been two weeks or six months or 20 or 40 years, mm-hmm. um, it, regardless, it's never too late mm-hmm. to have a conversation with your spouse to ask the questions mm-hmm. Our, is our marriage not only joyful and happy and lasting and all these things, but is it fruitful? And if not, what do we need to do? What does what God desire our marriage to be? And how can it be fruitful for his kingdom? Mm. And not just for our American dream or for our comfort or for anything, our desires. Mm. You know, if we, and the, the amazing thing is, is when we seek Him in this way, He changes our desires to mm. be His for our lives. Mm. All right, guys, may God bless you and keep you. I hope that this teaching helped you. And mm. uh, thank you guys so much for sticking through. We'll see you guys in the next video. Blessings and shalom. Blessings. Cool. You stole my line. <laughs> what did you want to say? Blessings and shalom. Oh. Well, <laughs> okay, I was the first thing you started using You can that. also say blessings and shalom. Blessings and shalom. Blessings and shalom, I guess I suppose. Just okay. say it again. Blessings and shalom.